Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're thankful for the reasons it's the best part of the fall. The crossover of seasons, football and basketball. Thank you very much for giving. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for our weekly Q&A episode. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. It is good to be back with a fun Q&A. These are the most miserable episodes when... uh, uh, when you have when you have losses, absolutely suck. Um, let's touch on a little bit of news before we get into um, once we get into the questions. Uh, first off, uh, Mr. Will Howard with his uh, record-breaking performance amongst the eight players mentioned in the Manning Award Stars of the Week presented by the Sugar Bowl. So a fun accolade for Will Howard. Uh, that It really is just kind of like, okay, who, who do we think are the top eight quarterbacks of the week? So he shared those uh, those honors with Jaden Daniels, Jalen Milrow, Daquan Finn from Toledo, Bo Nix, Dylan Gabriel, John Paddock, and John Reese Plumley uh, out at UCF, so that's a fun one. Um, no news on the Iowa State kickoff that got put on a six-day delay. K State checking in at number twenty-four in the coaches' poll, number twenty-three in the AP poll. That would lead me to believe they're going to probably be around twenty, probably around twenty in the uh, in the college football playoff poll, somewhere around there. Uh, the K-State women unofficially at 27th in the women's coaches poll. So, yeah, uh, that that's the poll rundown. Uh, we'll wait to hear something officially today as you guys are listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, the status of Jake Clifton, but he was not included on the depth chart for uh, the most recent... Um, the most recent depth chart for K-State that was released. 
So that's that. I'm trying to think if there's any other big news. Uh, looking forward to the Sunflower Showdown, which is a 6 p.m. kickoff on FS1. Um, Jason Bean, they, uh, Lance Leipold, did his uh, media press conference on Monday, which is dumb. Uh, said Jason Bean did not practice on Sunday, uh, but they're optimistic he could play on Saturday. But the KU depth chart that was released was featuring Jaden Daniels or Jason Bean or Jalen Daniels, excuse me, Jalen Daniels or Jason Bean or Ballard or whatever his name is. So we'll see. Um, KU usually keeps things pretty close to the vest. We'll see if Bean plays on Saturday or not. Uh, the line opened up last week. Uh, the look ahead lines at four and a half. It is up to what do we got the line at right now? Up to eight and a half, according to ESPN Bet. Um, the ESPN Football Power Index has K-State 79 or 79.3% chance to beat KU. Uh, KU with just north, just barely north of 20%. Um, so we'll see what happens. Look, I, I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think it is going to be... Um, I, I really think this is going to be a the, the toughest game in the Chris Kleiman era. Chris Kleiman has absolutely done. He, he's owned KU, you know, to the exact same extent that, uh, you know, Bill Snyder did uh, during his heyday. Again, we're among, uh, what, a 14-game winning streak uh, versus KU. Um, it is an absolutely spicy, just a spicy uh, run on um, KU and, and, and social media is crazy. Social media is going nuts. Message boards are going nuts. Um, I'm gonna try to stay out of it. Look, I, I have uh, you know I have two family members who are really dialed into KU football, live and die by it. That I love very much. Another one uh, that watches them. I don't think she lives and dies by it, but you know, love her very much. Uh, not to say I don't love other family members that I have. I, I love all my family members, but there's only three of them that I really care about when it comes to their enjoyment, when it comes to sports, you know, my aunt, Julie, my brother, Alan, my mom, you know, for the most part, I want them to be happy when it comes to them cheering on KU as weird as it is. I don't care about any other KU fan. Uh, but this week out of the year, I hope they're sad. I hope they're very frustrated and I, I hope they come away from the game on Saturday upset. Um, most of the questions are related back to um, the Baylor game. Um, so we're going to get into it here in a little bit. But before we do, how about Manhattan Brewing Company? Manhattan Brewing Company, of course, always have elite beers. But they also have elite events. They have food trucks. They have live music. They have everything you could ever want in Manhattan Brewing Company. Wednesday or Tuesday, as you guys are listening to this, it's Taco Tuesday. Grab some food from El Patron and margaritas are a dollar off. They got a private event going on from 6 to 10 on Wednesday. So I'm sorry about that. But Thursday, they're back. Friends giving in the alley. Food and cocktails by Arrow. Cocktail Lounge. 
uh, pumpkin pie eating contest, turkey bowling, and more from 5 to 10. And the dog father is selling hot dogs from 5 to 8. Friday, they got smoking H meats from 5 to 9. They're going to have the K-State men's basketball game on. And they're going to have the K-State game on if you're in Manhattan and not Lawrence. So, again, stop by the brewery, not on Wednesday. But, you know, check out what they got going on. Always fun events, always elite beers. All right, let's get into the questions. Again, predominantly uh, we got K-State Baylor stuff. We got some fun stuff, though. We got we got some fun questions. So let's get into it. Full KU preview from my point of view coming to you guys tomorrow. We are going to do a live show. We're going to do the live show again Wednesday, 7 p.m., on Zoom, reach out if you need the link to the secret account. Uh, had a couple boneheads reach out saying, hey, they really wanted it. So we're going to bring that back. We're going to have a whip around on Friday. Um, K-State Primer, KU Primer, looking to get someone uh, who's been following very closely the very hot run for K-State Volleyball and K-State Women's Basketball. Look, Women's Basketball is going to Iowa on Thursday. It's on, I think, FS1. Um, that's a big one. Caitlin Clark, uh, you know, they're going for revenge after what happened in Bramlage last year. Then K-State bas- Women's Basketball turns around plays Wisconsin on the following Sunday. Uh, and then you got two games in the Morgan Family Volleyball Arena versus Texas Tech on Friday and Saturday as well. So a lot of stuff going on in Manhattan uh, with the women's team, women's basketball team, and volleyball. So be sure to check them out. All right, first one, Brett Morey. Who wins 2023 K-State football or 2014 K-State football? And this is a great question. This is a very great question. Um, look, I, I think if you're looking at offensive line, I think you give the plus to this year. Um, defense as a whole, I think you give it to this year. I think quarterback and wide receivers, you give it to 2014. I think running back, I mean, I'm going to be biased. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to, uh, you know, DJ and Trayshawn. Um, tight end, obviously, you're going with Ben Sennett. Um, special teams going to 2014. Um, that's a great question, Brett. Um, look, my gut says 2023. My gut says 2023. Um I don't know, 2014. I, I'm going with 2023. Uh, I want everyone to reply. Let me know who you think. Brett, I need you to reply. I need you to tweet who you think is better. Um, I lean 2023, but I think that's a good question. That's a very good question. All right, we got Jeff Burkhart. If you were to make a Mount Rushmore of K-State quarterbacks, does Will make the cut? Uh, I, I struggled with this one. I, I, I struggled with this one because I think without a doubt, Colin Klein, Michael Bishop are up there. I think you probably go Lynn Dickey up there as well. I'm not putting Steve Grogan. Get it? Things are tough because you're comparing different. Uh, you're comparing different eras. Uh, but then after that, you know, you look at uh, you look at May. You look at L. Roberson. Um, some folks might want to say Jonathan Beasley. I don't think he has the stats to get in that conversation. Um, I don't think you're going with, you know, anyone, you know, 
Um, unless it's Will. I love Skyler, but it's not Skyler. Um, look, I think Josh Freeman was a better thrower of the ball. Um, but I, I don't I don't think he was uh, I, I don't think you put him on there, um, you know. So so you, you think about it, you start talking out loud. It's like okay, it's like going to come down uh, between him and like Chad May. I, I think Chad May got Heisman votes. You know, I think I think I read in the the media guide he was like finished twelfth of the Heisman back then. Um, uh, and L. Roberson, look, I think L. Roberson was a more dynamic player at quarterback. Um, if you're asking me, you know, in this era, in this era, um, you, you probably go with Will Howard over uh, either of those guys. But I don't know, man. Uh, the, the story of Will Howard is, is weird. Will Howard did full on get benched in a game as a senior. Will Howard um, has never been the best. Co- this is the first year he's been the best quarterback on the team. Um, you know, he, he, he hasn't won the starting job until his senior year. Again, we all know what happened last year with Adrian going down. Um, so I mean, look, I I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I, I probably don't have a great answer for this. I, my instinct is no and say you're putting Chad May up there or you're putting, uh, L Roberson up there. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I think it's no. I, I think it is no. But that's a good question. Here's the thing: Will Howard, uh, Will Howard's season isn't even over. You know, he. I mean, he could. I mean, here's the thing: if K State's able to backdoor our way into the Big Twelve Championship game, if we win it again, um, then look, he's on the Mount Rushmore. He's on. Um, you know, the ring of honor, there's no questions asked. Um, but as things stand right now, I, I think he's on the outside looking in, uh, on both those things. So that's where I'm at. Uh, we got Zach next. Uh, what kind of flowers are you giving? Will? and, and again, I, I want to make sure, I want to make sure that, uh, people don't think I'm hating on Will Howard. I, I, I really hope it's not coming across like that. Uh, the flowers I'm giving him, I'm giving him, uh, Poinsettias. I'm giving him poinsettias. Uh, we're coming up close to the Christmas season, uh, so I'm, I'm going to give him some nice poinsettias. Um, Zach's. What's the most likely path to Arlington? Now, this is where things get. This is where things get weird. Um, if you are saying the most likely path, so you're saying, all right, you know, the the most chalk that could happen is K State winning out. It would be Iowa State losing to Texas, which isn't necessarily a good thing. So it would be K-State winning out, Texas winning out, Oklahoma winning out, and Oklahoma State winning out. And then KU has to beat Cincinnati. So in that scenario, if K-State, K-State has to win out. That's the number one thing. The next thing, you have to have... Oklahoma and Oklahoma State either both win out or both lose another game. And then Texas can only lose to Iowa State. You cannot have them lose to Iowa State and Texas Tech. I know it is super confusing, but really what needs to happen is K-State needs to win out, KU needs to beat Cincinnati, 
Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas win out. K-State's playing Texas. If Tex, if all those things happen and Texas drops a game to Iowa State, that then allows Oklahoma or Oklahoma State to lose one game. So things are very weird. Um, but if you're looking at just the ESPN Football Power Index predictions, K-State wins out, Texas wins out, Oklahoma State wins out, Oklahoma wins out, we are in. It's as, as simple and complicated as that. As long as KU also beats Cincinnati. That's the kicker. Uh, it, it's it's it, it's going to get very weird. Uh, and it, it I know it doesn't really make sense. So basically we need a multi-team tie including Oklahoma or Oklahoma State and Texas. So really, any multi-team tie, including K-State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and ourselves, we should be all right as long as KU beats Cincinnati. Because then what happens is there's going to be a log jam, uh, I believe, in fifth or sixth place between Iowa State and uh, KU. And K-State would be the only team to beat both of them. I believe, I believe if I if I have interpreted everything correctly, I believe those two teams, Iowa State and KU, have played will have played all four of those teams. So in theory, Texas could go two and zero against them, and K State could go two and zero against them, and then there's your Big Twelve championship. Um, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. If Texas loses it, uh, they lose a game to Iowa State, then they don't have that game. Um, so it's wild. It's weird. I, I mean, I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not explaining it correctly. And this isn't good podcasting. But basically, we just want to root, root for chalk. No more upsets in Big Twelve play, and we're going to Arlington. Um, it's wild, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, and then the final one from Zach. Which young guys are you watching now that the redshirt season is over? I'm watching Rex Van Wy. He's going to have to have a massive game versus KU uh, since it seems like Jake Clifton's out. He's the one I'm really going to be focused in on because I think he's the guy who's going to get the most snaps and he, he's going to have to do something. You know, it's fun to see Chidi Obiezor running out, uh, running uh, around out there. Um I think Trey Spivey still is going to redshirt. Um, they might have to be careful with him. Um, I'm not sure, but but it's really Rex Van Wy. So there you go. Not not the best answer. I, I really feel bad about this tiebreaker thing. I don't know a good way to explain it. I don't know a good way to to walk everyone through it. Um, I would imagine they're going to change the rules. Look, Oklahoma State fans are going to be pissed off. If it goes like this, because there's going to be uh, a, a team that they either didn't play uh, or like th- there's a scenario in which K-State, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are tied for second place. Oklahoma State beat both of us and they're not going to get to go to Arlington uh, just because we didn't play Oklahoma. I think they're probably going to change 
the rules in the offseason. You can't be changing it after the season starts. But I think you're going to hear that rule change in July. Um, and it's wild. I mean, again, I wish I, wish I was better at, at articulating uh, how crazy these tiebreakers are. Um, but, yeah, K-State went out. Texas went out. Oklahoma wins out. Oklahoma State wins out. K-State's going. So that's the most likely. Before we uh, keep going, and again, I, I hope I can I hope I can articulate all these answers better for you guys. Uh, but if not, I'm just gonna have to you know start sending out some Charlie Hustle gift cards because uh, folks, it's it, we're, we're dangerously close to the holiday season. I so Monday evening as I'm recording this, I did I think 75 percent of my holiday shopping. And that's including a few family birthdays in there as well. The spirit of giving just hit me. And I was like, all right, let's break out the credit card and let's let's buy some gifts. Don't worry. I know a lot of family members listen to this. I got you all gifts from Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle is the spot this holiday gift-giving season. Are they a fan of the professional football team here in Kansas City? Boom, they got you covered. Are they a college sports fan? You better believe if they have any rooting interest in this region, there's officially licensed gear for them. Sporting KC, boom, Sporting Club Collection, Crown Town Collection, if you like that baseball team. Look, everything you could want is available and ready for you over at charliehustle.com. And heck, we're coming up close. We might have a little Thanksgiving week giveaway. Uh, so shout out to Charlie Hustle. All right, we got Farmer Bates. After seeing Coach Kleiman on the sidelines, what kind of gum does he chew? He really gives it a workout. He's a he has to be like a juicy fruit man. I I, I think I think it's juicy fruit, uh, and uh, it loses its flavor. Uh, so he's probably going through a, a few sticks, a couple packs. A game, but I, he just strikes me as a juicy fruit guy. Uh, if I ever interview him again, I will ask him. All right, we got Dustin Meyer. Does Will Howard belong in the Ring of Honor? If not, what else would be needed? No. Look, setting if I was the czar of K State athletics, um, I wouldn't be putting up anyone in the rafters. Uh, or up on the Ring of Honor without any All-American honors. Uh, Will Howard not only doesn't have any All-American honors, he doesn't have even you know first-team All-Big 12 honors. Um, yes, he's, he's the all-time leading touchdown, but we didn't put Josh Freeman up there. Um, I think L. Roberson and Skylar Thompson both still have more career touchdowns accounted for when, when you include rushing touchdowns. Um, you're not putting Skylar Thompson up on the ring of honor. Um, and look, I, I was someone who came on this podcast and said, Hey, look, I, I would not have put L Roberson up on the ring of honor. Um, he, he, he never even made an all big 12 team. I understand, you know, that 20, uh, you're not 20, the 2003 season was magical and I understand why he went up there. And the fact that L Roberson's up there, um, probably gives Will Howard a chance. But when you look at the accolades of a lot of those guys, and, and again, there's a couple of them, again, that that went up there because of, you know, what they did in the NFL, not what they did at K-State. 
Um, but when you look at the pedigree of a lot of guys up there, if you look at the pedigree of, of some of the guys who are not on the Ring of Honor, that, that's, my, that's my question to, to some of these folks. Um, okay, if you're putting Will Howard up there, um, why is he going up there in front of some of these All-Americans? You know, you have consensus All-Americans who haven't gone up there. You you have Big 12 defensive linemen and offensive linemen of the year who haven't gone up there. Um, you, you have some all-time greats who are not up on the Ring of Honor. Um, and, and we're arguing for Will Howard, a guy who uh, never won the starting position until his senior year and he got benched in his senior year again. I'm, I'm not saying this to detract from Will Howard. Will Howard is a borderline, you know, top four, top five. You know, he, he's he's amongst the top seven or eight without a doubt. There's no argument you can make he's not amongst, you know, one of the top seven or eight quarterbacks to play at K-State. Um, and, and that Big 12 title means something. Um, but if, if say, uh, we lose to Iowa State, hypothetically, if we lose to Iowa State, there's there there really isn't an, a, a good enough argument uh, for Will Howard to go up there f- for my taste. Now you beat KU, you beat Iowa State, you get back to Arlington, you beat Texas, or you beat Oklahoma, or you beat Oklahoma State, and you get that second Big Twelve championship. Then yes, you, you you put him up there and you start trying to find a spot at the stadium for Chris Kleiman's st- statue. And Cooper Beebe should be up there, uh, you know, as soon as he wants to go up there. And you're going to be looking at, uh, you know, different guys. Uh, I don't know if anyone on defense is worthy of going up there. But, uh, I mean, hell, I mean, maybe Phillip Brooks isn't going up there. Maybe Ben Sennett isn't going up on the Ring of Honor. But, hey, you know, put him in the K-State Hall of Fame, you know, which I, which I think is a step below. Uh, but But, look, that's what he needs to do. For me to give my blessing to sign off on to get my vote to go up there, he would have to, you know, lead case and he, he would have to have good games. He would have to have a run in here uh, in, in these two games plus the Big 12 championship game. He'd have to have big time performances and then I, I, I would give the Scott Wildcat stamp of approval. Now, Will Howard doesn't need my stamp of approval to go up on the Ring of Honor, I don't have a vote. Uh, but that's just how I see things. When when you look at some of the all-time greats, some of these folks with All-American honors, All-Big 12 honors, I mean, hell, Will Geary. The, if you look at, at the uh, accomplishments he had as a defensive lineman and you put it side-by-side side with with the honors that Will Howard's going to retire or leave K-State with, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of silly. I get it. He he broke broke the record, and he was the quarterback that got us to the Big Twelve Championship and, and won it. And hopefully, fingers crossed, he does it again, and it's all moot. Put him up there. Um, but when you're talking about Ring of Honors, when you're talking about in the rafters, you are talking about not just Hall of Fame. You are talking S tier. You're talking about God tier players at K State. And when you say it like that, I don't. I I, I just don't think. Will Howard belongs. Um, so that that's where I am. I, I hope folks don't hate me for that, but that's just kind of where I'm at. All right, we got Jimbo's Rambles next. Uh, Old Man by the Owl. 
Um, the every touchdown is review needs to be revised to every potential touchdown is reviewed. Um, not a question. That's a statement. That's fine. That's cool. I don't have anything else. Sorry. Mike Smith. I'm sure this has been a question before, but what do you think the odds are that Will Howard comes back for his senior season? Um, not as good. So th- this exchange actually happened yesterday. Um, just some things I've heard, just some things that h- have come to my attention, just some whispers um, over the last, you know, what, six hours today. Um, I think it's like 5%. Um, I I, I kind of was thinking, I don't, you know, who knows, maybe it's like 50-50. I, I do not think he is going to come back. I'm not going to say zero because um, it's definitely not zero. Um, but it, it's like five to ten percent. I don't. I do not think he's coming back. Um, and and that goes to um, Blake's question. I believe it is time to start wondering about the QB situation next year. Does Will camp come back? If so, does Avery stay? Look, I don't. I don't think Will's coming back. Um. And if he does, I don't know what Avery Johnson would do. I, I don't think that is really something I want to speculate on. I would be shocked. I would, I, I would legitimately be shocked if Will Howard comes back. His best friends on the team, um, you know, Hayden Gillum, Ben Sennett, they're leaving. Cooper Beebe's leaving. KT Lev is leaving. All these guys who he came in with, they're going to be leaving. They're, you know, n- not a lot of his but Philip Brooks leaving. Again, all of these guys that he has had these big-time bonds with, um, they're going to be leaving. Um, and I don't think Will Howard wants to go through a season where he's going to have to be splitting time. Because here's the thing. You would have to do whatever it takes to keep Avery Johnson. You, you cannot, you cannot uh, you know, gamble and say, all right, Will, uh, come on back. Uh, next year and it's going to be your job and we're not going to go back and forth and do all this um uh it's yours you're, you're playing every single snap no you can't do that because you that that means you have one year left with will howard you could either have one with will howard and zero with avery johnson you could have two or three with avery johnson and just honor will howard the way he deserves at senior night uh versus iowa state uh, and, and just celebrate him for, for the career he has. Whether that means Will Howard goes on to transfer, whether that means Will Howard does go and try to become an NFL quarterback, um, I, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. But but I, I don't think I don't think Will Howard's gonna come back. Um, I, it's been pre- made pretty evident uh, to me at least over the last, Six seven hours. Um, he's not. Um, and, and if he did, that would just be a messy situation. I, th- I think it. I think it's just going to be best for everyone. Uh, for Will Howard, hopefully to go nuts, go crazy, throw for four touchdowns a game versus KU versus Iowa State in the Big Twelve Championship and in like the Cotton Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl, and go out on top. Uh, and. and Get on NFL draft boards. Become a fifth round, fourth or fifth round draft pick. 
I just don't see a scenario in which Will Howard would want to come back next year. And, and I, I don't I don't know if truthfully the K-State coaches want him to come back. I could be wrong, though. I, I 100% could be wrong. Um, wouldn't be the first time, uh, and it definitely won't be the last. We'll go to Kate next. After the Baylor beatdown, Howard's QBR is the second highest in the Big 12. Does he end the season on top of that metric too? I'm going to predict no. I think Dylan Gabriel is number one, and I think they're going to uh, have a relatively stress-free final two games, and he's going to end on top with QBR. The next one, based on the video put out by K-State Socials, Will's nickname seems to be Howie. Is it too late for fans to take hold of this? Yeah, probably. I think actually kind of the funny things about Will Howard uh, and kind of the, the saga of his nicknames, he's, he's had like so many. You know, Willie Howitzer, Howitzer Bill the Butcher, Will the Thrill, uh, you know, Pen15 back before he, he changed his number. Uh, the fans have called him a million different things. Uh, so I, I, <laughs> and I think that's funny. I, I think that's part of the fun of the Will Howard experience, the Will Howard era, it just kind of goes hand in hand with the roller coaster um, that that was the Will Howard era. So, uh, and then the final one from Kate: Is it fair to call next week's game a neutral site? So, uh, look, I think that this game in Lawrence is going to have the highest percentage of KU fans. For a K-State KU game since 2011. I think it was 2011. Because I, I think we were back to back. Uh, 2010 and 2011 were both in Lawrence. Uh, and both of those had, you know, I think they were sold out. And I was at both of them. I was in college for both of them. And there was a lot of KU fans for both of those. Um. So, I mean, was I at 20? Yeah, I was at 2011. And then 2012 was back in Manhattan. Uh, 2013, it, it was all, it, that's when it started getting back to 50-50 split. So, no, I, 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 think, I think it's going to be announced as a sellout. I think, uh, I think it's going to be 5% empty seats. Probably not 5%, but like 3 or 4% empty seats. Uh, probably 25% K-State fans and like 70% KU fans. So I, I think it's I think it's going to be a good crowd. It's not going to be the most hostile crowd K-State's played in uh, by any means. Um, I mean, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, um, Missouri, all more hostile. I, I don't think Texas was all very hostile, so it's probably going to be more hostile than the Texas game. Um but but it's it's not going to be crazy. It's not going to be a neutral side game though. Um, but here's the funny thing. So again, no one cares. Um, but I I track. Uh, this is one of the these the nerdiest things, stupidest things uh, that I like to do. But I like to track ticket sales. You know, not just K State, but uh, you know the Chiefs, Sporting, when the Royals are good, even when they're not good. Um, and, and it's been interesting to follow. Uh, KU football this year and they did this last week and they did it uh, 
both games at the same time. They announced the Texas Tech game and the K-State game uh, was sold out at the exact same time. Uh, before that, I mean, the Texas Tech game had like two, 3,000 seats left last Thursday or Friday. Uh, and about the same amount for K-State. Well, all of a sudden on Tickets for Less and all of a sudden on SeatGeek. Uh, you see massive banks of, of seats together. You can buy 20 seats together in the same row. All corresponding kind of back to where the you know few thousand seats were still left unsold from KU. So there's going to be a few thousand empty seats. Or uh, look, if you're on the fence about going to the game, it's an evening game. If you live in the Kansas City area or Topeka area where, hey, it's only a short drive over, just keep an eye out on SeatGeek. Keep an eye out on uh, tickets for less. Uh, ticket prices could absolutely plummet, uh, you know, come 11 a.m. noon uh, as you're getting closer to kickoff. So, um, interesting. it's interesting. Um, I'm sure K-State's done that in the past. Uh, you know, the... The Chiefs Chiefs wouldn't have a problem selling out, but they have a sweetheart deal with tickets for less. Where I think they own, I think five to six thousand season tickets in Arrowhead. So this is just how the game's played, but it's interesting to follow. I'm a nerd; I track that type of stuff. It's interesting. All right, we got a couple from Steve Z, one from Evan D, Shanna Lana Lana Lack. Then we got two from Matt, and then uh, we're gonna call it a day. First one from Steve. Do either Klein or Klanderman start interviewing for head coaching jobs soon? Um, do they start interviewing? I don't know. Do they start getting interest? 100%. I would be shocked. I, I would be shocked. The Boise State job just opened. I'd be shocked if they didn't go to Klein or Klanderman's agents and, and try to find out if either one of those guys would be interested in the Boise State job. Um, you know, neither one of them have roots down in deep in Texas. Uh, but that Mississippi State uh, head coaching job, I wouldn't be surprised if that's one that, uh, you know, someone tried to kick their tires on. Um, so I, I, I think 110% uh, folks are going to be calling on them. Now, do they listen? Do they interview? I don't know. Um, but they 100% are already getting interest from, from schools. Next one. Does Kleiman get a call from schools like AM or Michigan if Harbaugh leaves? Um, look, I, I think they obviously kind of back-channeled Michigan State, back-channeled to him, and he told them no, and then he went public saying, hey, I, you know, I'm not interested. This is my last job. Not interested in that Michigan State job. Um, does Michigan? Maybe. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't think so. They have this whole Michigan man thing. I, I don't think Michigan would come to him. Um, A&M, he, he's popped up on a couple short lists. I don't think so. Here's the thing with Chris Kleiman. I think the reason why it's the perfect fit with K-State, he doesn't want to do the extra media. He doesn't want to do some of this extra stuff that is required of some of these bigger programs. He doesn't go to many catbacker events. He doesn't go to a lot of the Hearn Fun stuff. Um, you know, he, he's the opposite of Jerome Tang in that sense. There's a reason why you see Van Malone. You see Taylor Brack on, on these catbackers. So it's usually not Chris Kleiman doing these extra things. Um, he, he wouldn't be able to get away with that at some of the other jobs. So they'll call. 
I, I just I'm just not worried about him. Um, over under rushing yards for K State football this week, I would set it at 225. I think that's a good number. I think I think it's going to be right at 225. So I'd set it at 225 and a half, or no, I'd set it at 224 and a half, and I'd have the over. K State's going to have between 225 and 230 on the ground. And then what percent of the crowd is K State fans this weekend? 15 to 20 percent. Again, I I, I think. I think uh, this is going to be the most pro-KU crowd K-State's played in front of uh, in well over a decade. Well over a decade. All right, uh, Evan, and then we got two more from Matt. And then, like I said, we're calling it a day. Are people freaking out too much about trick plays? The only one that really worked wasn't because of it being a trick play. Uh I'm not going to tell people what they should and shouldn't freak out about, even though I did kind of like make fun of folks for melting down yesterday. I know I'm a hypocrite and I contradict myself. Um, but it, I mean, look, trick plays are always going to get K State in a Joe Klanderman defense because they play so aggressive. Um, so if people want to freak out about, it, that's fine. But I'm gonna I'm gonna trust the way Joe Klanderman teaches the defense. Um, and then the final two, we're all cheering for Iowa State against Texas, right? From, from Matt, yes, comma, but only if Texas is going to beat Texas Tech. <laughs> you cannot have, we cannot have Texas losing to Texas Tech. That's where things get bad because we, then Texas would be the fourth place team and we would no longer have the tiebreakers. And then we're also cheering for OSU and OU to win out as well. 110%. There are no caveats. We need Oklahoma State and Oklahoma both to win out or both to lose. Win out or both lose. So cheering for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State to win out, 100%. Cheering for KU to beat Cincinnati, 100%. Cheering for Iowa State to beat Texas, 100%. Cheering for Texas to beat Texas Tech, 100%. We'll go over this in full detail uh, after the game. Hopefully, it's a K-State win. I'm going to predict us to win. Um, But we'll go in more depth tomorrow and then next week. On Monday or Tuesday or whenever we do it, hopefully, I will be able to properly articulate everything without, uh, you know, getting frustrated with myself. So that's all we have. We're going to have the live show on Wednesday. 7 p.m. on Zoom. If you need a link to the secret clubhouse, to where it's going to go down, hit me up and we'll make it happen. I'm pumped. I can't wait. Absolutely love all of you. For Chauncey, the best dog in the world, my name is Scott McFarland. I am a son of a house divided, and boy, oh boy, it's Sunflower Showdown week, and it's all in from here on out. All gas, no brakes. Go Cats, baby. It's the moment of the evening Every K-State fan enjoys Little down and pour a whiskey Crack open a LaCroix Please put your hands together And make a little noise For your favorite wildcatters The handsome Bosco boys Come on, boys. Sports Social Podcast Network.